You know, I think about that sometimes, like a lot of the symbols that we use for stuff today were created a long time ago. And I keep thinking about children, you know, looking at the symbols on computers for saving stuff. And like, what is that little square thing that means save? Because they've never seen a floppy disk. They have no idea what a floppy is. I mean, to be fair, once you hit my age... <laughs> oh my god! Floppy disk, Gareth! Hello, you're listening to Brazil Nuts, an insane journey through the world of Brazilian politics, with your host Larissa Peixoto, political scientist, and Gareth Davis, Guinness World Record holder for the largest monster truck memorabilia collection in South Wales. Coming up on this episode, Bolsonaro has a big bird problem, how competent is Larissa, and we talk about flags with a very special guest. Please remember to rate and review us wherever you go, maybe even tell your friends and say, hey, chum, you like fun, why don't you listen to this podcast that I listen to? And it's great. Better than sex, probably. I I mean, it depends on how good you are at sex, I suppose. You know? I mean, I'm guessing that you're, you're probably great at it. In which case, don't use the sex analogy. It's bad, especially when, like yourself, you're a beast in the sheets. Okay, bye. I wanted to do something today before we get started, because this week has been particularly trying on both of us. It's been a very stressful time, and so I wanted to make sure that in no way your cognitive abilities have been impaired at all, due to all the stress and so on. Oh, thank you. So, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I just want to make sure that we're putting out the best product we possibly can, and therefore, obviously, I know I'm fine. But I just want to make sure that you're on the same level as well. So, so, I looked up this... Man, woman, computer. (laughs) Is that where this is going? So I looked up this uh, test online. (laughs) And... And uh, it's, it's quite simple, but it's, it's apparently very effective and it's, it's, it's super difficult if to get it right. Okay. And it's, it's scored on a scale. So. I just want to make sure that, the, the, you know, I just want to test it on you just to see where we are. Ballpark where your brain is at the moment. Okay? All right? <laughs> okay. Okay. So you get five words. Yeah? Okay. I'm going to say five words and you have to repeat them after me. Okay? In the <laughs> okay. same order that I say them. Okay? Now, I know this okay. sounds tough and challenging, but it'll, Very like I say, so. like I say, it's a good barometer of where you are mentally at this moment in time (laughs) all right okay so these five words they've obviously been scientifically chosen it's not literally the first thing i'm i see like i'm a fucking lemur who learned to speak english this morning or something (laughs) you know there's science behind this is what i'm saying so these five words are person woman man camera tv person Mm-hmm. Woman. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Camera. Oh yeah. TV. Okay. Okay, good. So, so did I pass? Can we record? Yeah. No, I think uh, I think I think you've done pretty well there. 
Wow, that that I'm sweating. You said them all in order, which uh, scores you extra points on the. Uh, wow. On the together, yeah, yeah. If you manage to do what any three-year-old can do, then you get you get rewarded with extra points for your school. Do I so get well a marshmallow? Done. You get a little sticker that says "President of the United States." <laughs> just an eagle looking to the right. <laughs> oh Jesus, this is so ridiculous! And and it's funny because I I actually didn't know this had happened. I had this digital conference, but the the end of it was a live stream. So we were all on a Zoom call, and the president of the association, of the Political Studies Association, said a few words, and he began with those words. But he said, those in the know will know, and I had no idea what had happened. So I was completely, I, had, I was not in the know. But then afterwards, I there's this woman. He she has a TikTok and a Twitter account, and she posts the video. She l- lip syncs like she dubs whatever Trump says, and it's hilarious. So she did that. So whatever, whenever Trump does something stupid, I usually see it when she does this. When she sort of does that TikTok of herself, you know, his voice, but she's the one mouthing the words. And that's when I figured out what happened. So you haven't you haven't seen the full the full interview then? In that oh case. no, I, I I'm just <gasps> so tired. Oh no, this is well worth watching. <laughs> this is this is like this is like something David Cronenberg would have directed. This is off the charts nonsense. I already it's had to see like so- Bolsonaro getting bitten by the emu. <laughs> what what are you talking about? You didn't see the emu thing? I did not see the emu thing. Anyway, let me go back to the first story. So then I shared the TikTok of the lady and I tagged the president of the association and the association saying, okay, now I know what happened. And that's the end of that story. Now with... Okay. Before you start with Bolsonaro, you do need to watch the... I'm video so tired with Trump. of seeing the orange idiot. No, but I know, but this is this is amazing. This is like a it's it's like a an abstract piece of physical art. It's <laughs> off the chain nonsense. So he's being interviewed by I believe it's like Fox News is Of course. Talking head medical person, whoever that may be. I don't know their name, unfortunately. I couldn't find it out before we came on air. But he's being interviewed by him. And essentially, in a, in a kind of Weasley word kind of way, he asked the question, do you think Joe Biden is fit enough to run the country, considering he's loopy or whatever they said, right? And because it's Fox News, and so that's how they framed the question. Anyway, so... This guy is interviewing Trump, and he asks that question, and then Trump just goes into this word salad, as, as he usual. is, yeah, as he is prone to do, where he talks about uh, where he takes sixty thousand words to say three, and then he starts going on about, oh yeah, I took a cognitive test last year. Except he keeps on referring to it as both a cognitive test and IQ test, which are very, very different things. Yeah, and he can't pronounce cognitive. No, he cannot. No, no, he cannot. No, no. So, and then he goes into this thing about they ask you these series of questions, 
And here's one of the questions that, that he asks you. And then every so often they cut to the guy who's interviewing him. And the guy who's interviewing him, you can tell, is just sitting there going, I do not know what to do with this at all, whatsoever. <laughs> I've got this really forced fake smile on my face, hoping that this will look good on TV. But this guy is bonkers. And that's it. That's And that's why it works so beautifully. It is genuinely my favourite piece of television this year so far. It's <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I, 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 I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's high comedy. High comedy. So, I need to explain a little bit about Brasilia. So, Brasilia is very, like, open spaces. And there are, like, and there aren't many fences or, you know, things that bar places from continuing Emus? on with each other. What? Oh, sorry. I, I see what you mean. Sorry. When you said there's not many f- fences or anything that bars, I thought you were going to just say emus, as if that's a thing that happens. Just emus just well, running yeah, about the so place. There are some animals that are just around, and you have emus for some reason. I didn't research why, but Bolsonaro tried to feed an emu because there are emus on the grounds of the Palácio do Planalto, which is the residence of the president in Brazil. And the emu bit him. Why did he try and feed the emu? What because was... he's an asshole. He's an idiot who should not, <laughs> you know, be around living creatures. And this emu had a good sense of danger and evil. So there are already, like, people saying uh, emu for president, you know, all of that. And we do have a history of voting for animals. We can get into that, and you know, you eventually do you know most british people are well aware i should reframe that actually most british people of a certain age are well aware that emus are quite dangerous and this is because in the 80s there used to be a television show starring rod hull and his emu called emu now emu was a (laughs) puppet that Rod Hull would work. Rod Hull? Really? Rod Rod Hull. Yeah, his name was Rod Hull. And it would work like this. So it'd be a emu that would... If you put, if you pretend that your hand is a snake, so... Yes. Yeah, that's how... That's how... Gareth that's how, is just now understanding that this is not a visu- visual medium, people. And that you can't actually see what he's doing. Anyway, it looked like this. So... <laughs> the... That's how that's how uh, Rod Hull would work Emu the puppet. That's so that Emu's mouth was actually Rod Hull's hand in the shape of yeah. as you would if you were making a snake out of your hand. That's usually how puppets work. And Rod Hull, his entire gimmick was is that he would just attack people with this puppet. That's what it would do. It would just attack. <laughs> it was a violent puppet. I love that. Right, okay. And then Rod Hull would pretend to berate this puppet, going, no, 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 stop it, Emu, what are you doing? And this Emu would go, like that, and just, like, like scare the shit out of children. And that's what it used that to do. That is amazing. I love that. And that is necessary, apparently, because Bolsonaro is an idiot. He tried to feed the Emu, and then there are follow-up pictures of him showing the Emu hydro Oh, Jesus. Now it's not going to come out. Hydrochloric. Could you please say hydrochloric chloroquine? Yeah. 
So this was this happened when he had COVID nineteen. He allegedly had COVID nineteen, and he had, uh, allegedly does not have COVID nineteen. So he was showing the emu the the box of pills. <laughs> this is the most insane shit I've ever heard. You know that, don't you? This is this is. Yeah, it is insane. This is it's madness. Ridiculous. This is bad. So. <laughs> He's like attacking the emu back with inefficient medicine. Like, do you have malaria? This is what you're supposed to take for it. Do you have COVID-19? Do not take this. Okay, what I want, what I desperately want, is for somebody to Photoshop Bolsonaro with Rod Hull and Emu, and that's all I want. That's (laughs) all I want. Rod Hull and Emu, that's all I want. Are you ready to talk about our subject matter for the day. Well, why not? What are we talking about today? I feel like you're not enthused anymore about our episodes. I feel like you just want to chat and have and goof off and not actually talk about the topics. You just go, why not? I'm, I'm awfully sorry. I'm, I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm not overjoyed at the idea of... You just told me that Bolsonaro was attacked by an emu. That's all I'm going to think about now for the next like (laughs) seven years. I can't help (laughs) that my mind is now elsewhere. Anyway, you asked me about the Brazilian flag. No, okay, right. If we're doing that, then I'm going to set this up again. Ahem. Get into my podcasting voice. I want to sound as enthusiastic as possible because apparently I sound bored when I ask about these things. No, you don't ask. When I say let's record, let's talk about the topic, you go, oh yes, the topic. Oh, why not? What are we talking about today? Oh my god. How's that? How's that? Is that better? That was terrible. That was awful. Okay. All right. What are we talking about today? Well, you asked me about the flag. So I looked up stuff about the flag, but I thought we were going to have somebody on who is an expert on flags. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, how are you? I'm very well too. We have a very special guest today, one who proclaims to be an expert in flags. No, I don't. No, she doesn't. So? I said she is. She is very humble. As you're such an expert in our chosen subject today, no, I'm not. I would like, I would like you to describe <laughs> what the Brazilian flag looks like. Okay. For us, can you do that? Yeah. Okay. All right then. Go. So it's a green flag with a yellow diamond in the middle, and and inside the yellow diamond there's a blue circle, the dark blue circle, and. And diagonally across the blue circle, there is a white, there is a white stripe. And sometimes, in some images, there are white stars dotted across the blue circle as well. But I don't know if that's supposed to be on the Brazilian flag or not, because sometimes they're not on there. Sometimes they are on there. That was perfect. There we go. There we go. Okay, right. Are you going to say goodbye now? So you can... So... 
Wait, that was quick. It was quick, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a cameo appearance. You're not, it's not your show. You don't get to take it over. <laughs> I know, but I was hoping you'd stay for a No, get out. Bye. Ah, Bye. Don't be mean. Bye, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye. 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 I'm going out. Okay, you go now. I'm walking out the room. Okay, you walk out the room. That's Okay, that's why we can't see you on the screen because you're no longer next to the screen. You're actually leaving the room now. Bye. 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 Okay, bye bye. Open the door and shut the door. Thank you for shutting the door. Bye bye. For real now. Bye. For realsies. Bye bye. (laughs) Okay, so Brazil has had what is the land that we now consider Brazil? 13 flags. So I'm going to go through a few of them really quickly. The first was the mm-hmm. Order of Christ, which was from colonization, from when the Portuguese first, you know, landed here okay. until 1651. Okay. And then you have a, a concurrent flag, which is the royal flag. Okay. And I presume these are all, I presume these are all different designs. Is that right? Well, yes. But it, the thing about the Brazilian flag, which is interesting to look, all of these designs is how they are sort of, they start layering on top of each other. So you think you have a super original design of the Republic and you actually don't. Um, and this falls in line a lot with the area of political science that I kind of theoretically fall into, which is called new institutionalism. So to go get into a bit of political science, this particular field doesn't think that we have the possibility of having real breaks in history. All institutions are, you know, continuations of other institutions or they're built upon old institutions or they have to coexist with other institutions. So no institution is completely new. So for instance, There is one study about the Scottish Parliament and all the new things that it created, especially when it comes to women's representation. And it shows that its interaction with English institutions, with British institutions, makes all of these new things that it tried to implement harder to actually take root and become as strong as they thought it was they were going to be because they have to coexist with the sort of way things are, which is considered an institution. Like not not every institution is a building and a set of rules. They can be just our habits and the way things are done, quote unquote. So you can see that with the flags as well. So you have the sort of order of Christ flag, which is concurrent with the royal flag of Portugal. And they have a similar design. So you have the Order of Christ flag, which is a red cross on a white background. And then you have the royal flag, which is the same cross, but then you have a coat of arms on top of it. And that flag was used from 1500 to 1521. Then you have the Don Juan, Don Juan, Don Juan, Don John, the third. I, I'm just thinking of how to translate his name. So Juan translates to John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I. So if we just say it was 
Donny Johnny Trips. That's what we'll call him. Donny Johnny Trips. <laughs> the Don John the Third flag was uh-huh. a Portuguese coat of arms with a crown on top of it. And that was used from 1521 to 1616. Because then we had the Spanish took over Portugal from 1616 to 1640. So then you have a different flag. And then you have the Spanish domain flag, which keeps the coat of arms of Portugal, but it has a different crown and five branches on each side to sort of represent Spain. And this crown, this different crown, has a blue sphere at the top. And that's when the blue sphere that our lovely cameo guest mentioned first appears, actually. Okay. All right. So that that appears above the crown, you say? Above the Spanish crown, which is interesting because by then she it doesn't leave anymore. The span the the blue sphere doesn't leave the flag even when it goes back even to though... the Portuguese yeah. flag. Yeah. And yeah. during this time you also have the Dutch invasions to the northeast. So there might have been some regional flags there that I didn't check because, you know, because you're ridiculously so unprofessional. You have, yes, yes, we've yeah. already established. So then you have no, detail. because I actually want to do a podcast specifically on the Dutch invasions. So shut. Oh, okay. So, so what you're saying is, is that we'll talk about this on a different podcast. Yes, shut up. <laughs> so then you have the restoration flag, which is from 1640 to 1656. And then you have the coat of arms, so the Portuguese coat of arms, a different crown. Now it looks a little different. You keep the blue circle, the blue sphere, and you have a blue frame around the flag. And okay. then the first What did sorry, what did the blue sphere represent then in that case? If that if that I have remains no idea. A- it's just like something to do with the crown. Probably to mean, you know, the heavenly skies or something. But it's just a part of the crown. So the first flag that was exclusively created for Brazil was the flag of the principate? Is that the word? Of Brazil. Because by then the, the prince comes to Brazil and then he gets his own flag. And that's from 1645 to 1816. The prince... Oh, I don't remember the prince's name. I should that, let me look that up. I can look okay. it up. All right, because I don't, I don't want people being confused that a tiny, tiny pop star, all dressed in purple, rocked up to Brazil in the mid 1600s, and everybody was like, "My God, Prince is here! This is amazing! Let's all, let's all make a flag for him." Purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. <laughs> Purple rain, purple rain. It's it's a song about purple and rain. Rain, I know. Mm-hmm. You can see how good schooling in Brazil is in that sense because I didn't know about any of these flags. I didn't know about this prince. There's like the Dutch invasions. I barely, I, if I had like 90 minutes of it throughout my entire schooling career, that was a lot. So John John the Fourth gave his son Teodosio the title of Prince of Brazil. Ah. So that's when Brazil became like a prince. 
But let me check that translation as well. Okay, so we've had Donny Johnny Trips, and mm-hmm. now we've got Donny Johnny Quads. Donny Johnny Fords. Donny Johnny Quads. And quads. Donny Johnny Quads okay. uh, has a son called Teddy Johnny. Principality. Principality? Yeah, that sounds weird. So you have the that flag of the principality. Mm-hmm. Then you have... So it can't be considered a national flag because Brazil wasn't independent. But it was the first exclusively created for Brazil. And it is a golden globe. It's like... It's actually really pretty. And then you have on top of it the blue sphere and the Order of the Christ cross on top of that. Then you have the John Peter II flag. So that's from 1683. Donny Pete squared. <laughs> so you see those flags, they are concurrent. And they they do so because you have a flag that belongs to Portugal. And since Brazil belongs to Portugal, it also belongs to Brazil. And then you have this principality flag, which is solely uh, for Brazil. So it's when the green comes in. So it's a green background with the coat of arms and the Portuguese crown with the blue sphere. Then you have the royal flag of the 17th century, which doesn't have the blue sphere, but does have a sphere. And the Order of the Christ Cross. So that one is also a repeating theme. So in 1808, the royal Portuguese family flees to Brazil because Napoleon is just invading everything. He did tend and to do that, did Napoleon? He tend to like invading yeah, places. He did. Do you know, do you know one of the interesting things about Napoleon? And we will get back to Brazilian flags, I promise you. But this is a but Napoleon's name <laughs> came up and I have to I have to say this. Do you know how Napoleon is depicted as a tiny man? Yeah. In like all kinds of things. Absolute bollocks. He wasn't short at all. He was he was just above average height for the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's all based on propaganda from the British. That's why he's depicted as a tiny, tiny man. So these flags, they do exist concurrently. So you have the principality flag, because that belongs to Brazil only, and then you have the Portuguese flags. So while you have the principality flag, you have the Dom Peter II of Portugal flag, between 1683 and 1706. And that's when the green first appears. So you have the green background with the Portuguese coat of arms, the royal crown with the blue sphere. Then you have the royal flag of the 16th century. Then you don't have many of these elements. You still have the a different coat of arms. You have the royal crown and you have a sphere that's not blue. And this goes from the 1600 to 1700. I'm not exactly sure how much this applies. But in 1808, the royal family flees to Brazil from the Napoleon invasions. And they have to, as sort of, when Europe is sort of getting its feet back together, you know, getting itself back together from Napoleon invasions, they... Tell the Portuguese, yo, you got to come back. Otherwise, we're just going to take over Portugal. And the Portuguese emperors are like, yeah, no, we actually like it here. So we're not coming back. 
So we're just gonna, you know, claim Brazil as part of Portugal. I, so that's I hope, when I hope they said that. I hope they said that while holding a pina colada in one hand. Actually, and- pina coladas are not a Brazilian drink. We don't have those. We don't actually have rum. Okay, but like some. Well, no, I was hoping they would say that a pina colada was the fanciest drink I could think of of somebody who would be on holiday with a straw hat and a pair of glasses and sun. But if you're and- doing that in Brazil, that would be a caipirinha. They could have had a caipirinha in a hand, in one hand. Cool, excellent. That's a word I can definitely pronounce. <laughs> to be fair, you couldn't pronounce pina colada either. I just did. Kind of. Oh my god. Anyway, they um, said, "Okay, so Brazil if is you actually like pina just colada." Ex- there's a song. There's a song where it's pina. pronounced pina. No, pina. no, 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 no. See, there's it's a song. There's a song. If you like yeah, pina they colada. It's not and pina, you- it's pina colada. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the... I love that the song is about adultery on both sides, but they do end up together. Can I keep telling my story? No, it's officially pronounced pina colada. Sorry. No, Carry on. it's not. It's, it's yes, it is. Yeah, I just, I just looked it up and it, that's exactly how it's pronounced. So, um, so... <laughs> anyway. I don't mind... I don't mind correcting you. Carry on. So in order to You're keep welcome. the kingdom, they essentially made Brazil a part of the kingdom. So they went, oh no, Brazil is not a colony, is a part of the Portuguese kingdom. So it became the United Kingdom of Portugal, Brazil, and Algarve. And then you have a new flag from 1816 to 1821. And that is... The principality flag, you know, the globe, the golden globe, you put, they put a blue, um, center in the globe, the Portuguese coat of arms on top of it, the Portuguese crown on top of that, and then you still have the blue sphere on top of the crown. So the blue sphere is a part of the crown. So it's a huge mess. Then you have, for a while, Brazil was a, constitutional monarchy so you have a flag for that between 1821 and 1822 but it was you know between before independence but it it wasn't yet but it was already a constitutional regime so so you have a constitutional monarchy i didn't even know about this part i've never heard about this so there is a flag that is partly blue, partly white. That's the background. Then you have a coat of arms and you have a crown. So the blue leaves the crown and goes to the background. So it's always there. But then you have 1822 and you have Brazilian independence. So you have the imperial Brazilian flag because Brazil continues to be an empire, a monarchy. So that's when the green comes back. So Dom Peter... The Dom Peter II flag of Dom Peter II of Portugal had the green. And then Dom Peter I of Brazil brings the green back in. So you have a green background. And the green is for the Bragança house. So it's a, a color, the family color. And then he puts the yellow rumbus. So the yellow diamond. That's when it comes in for the first time. And... For some reason, I don't know why, this is an homage to Napoleon. So that was very 
weird. Everybody was very awkward about this. Why was that? Yellow, why was that an homage to to I don't to know. I don't know why a rhombus is an homage to Napoleon, but it isn't. Or why it's on the Brazilian flag. Well, if it weren't for Napoleon, Brazil might have taken a much longer time to become independent because you have the imperial family, you have the Portuguese family coming to Brazil in 1808. They like it. They stay here. They make Brazil a part of Portugal. They elevate it from colony to part of the empire. And that kind of leads it to independence pretty quickly. So, you know, Dom Peter II of Brazil literally was born here. So the longest reigning uh, emperor of Brazil was born here. You know, Dom Peter I, he was an emperor of a huge country because of this. Because he... Anyway, it was in the book... And it said it was an homage to Napoleon. I'm not sure why a rhombus is an homage to Napoleon. The yellow, though... It's because is... he was a big fan of rhombus. I don't know. Was Napoleon. The yellow Loved them. Is... He loved them. Like, if you walk into the his color... house, all you see is rhombuses left, right, and center. Rhombi! Everywhere. Oh, That's... my God. Yeah, you'd just be like, oh, my God, there's, a rum- there's another rhombus. And Napoleon's like, yeah, dude, I love them. I love them. Have you seen my hat? Look at my hat, right? That's basically half a rumbus right there. And then you get another one and you put it together. And that's, look okay. at hat. It's rumbus on my head. You done? Napoleon. The yellow is the color of the Habsburg family, who John Peter I had married into. Then you have the coat of arms. You have a blue circle around the coat of arms, par- as part of the coat of arms. And you have two branches, one of coffee and one of tobacco, which were grown here at the time. So you have these really important changes made to the flag right during the independence moment, because the flag is pretty much this now. So you see all of these elements that come into the flag over colony and empire and they all just stick around in some form especially the colors and some shapes especially the blue and the round uh shape but then when you declare that the republic is declared for you know four days our flag was actually very much like the united states flag so they kept the colors of the empire so it was green and yellow with a small square that was blue and stars to represent the states. But that lasted four days. They tried to make a different flag that also looked like the United States flag, and it was black and white. The stripes were black and white. There was a red square with four yellow stars and the map of the country in the middle of that red square. That did not end up being the flag, obviously, but it became the Sao Paulo flag. And then three other states based their flags on this first Republican flag. So they still have flags that look like this. So that's Goiás, Sergipe, and Piauí. But then quite immediately afterwards, in 1889 and until today, we have the flag that was described by your lovely daughter, which is a green background 
It's the same grain as it was in the Dom Peter of Portugal. A yellow rhombus with a blue circle in the middle and the stars. The stars represent the states and they are supposed to be the night sky on November 15 of 1889 when the Republic was declared via a military coup. So each star represents a specific state and it's declared in law that if a state is, I don't know, if two states are combined, then you remove a star. If a state is divided, then you add a star if you have another state. So like in 1993, we bought some land from Bolivia and that became the state of Acre. So then we added a star. So yeah. So you have a, you actually have like each constellation or each star is associated with a state. And above the sash, above the ribbon, you have the state of Pará, which is the closest to the equator. So a lot of people think that's Brasilia, the federal district, but no. Actually, Brasilia is the lowest star on the flag. And also, Bra Brasilia was built in, in the 1950s. So, you know, that was a star that was added. And the motto, the motto stated in the, in the sash is order and progress. So the Republic came via a military coup and the Brazilian military, like a lot of military, especially at the turn of the 20th century, was very much inspired by positivism. So they adapted a positivist model, model, which is love by principle, order as base, progress as an end. So order is usually interpreted as social and political order as opposed to chaos. And progress is usually scientific progress. But, you know, our military made sure to cut love out, just order and progress. And it has remained. And that is actually what Bolsonaro has chosen as the motto for his government. Very creative. I hate the motto. Hate it completely. I wish it was something else. I wish there was nothing. One carnival samba school, the school, one of the most famous schools called Mangueira, they did uh, their parade, I think it was a couple of years ago, They did a, a flag in their colors, which is pink, pink and green. And in the, the sash, they wrote black, indigenous and poor. And that was actually my cover photo and, and my Twitter profile for a while because it was really beautiful. So yeah, so we still have this flag. So it's a very unusual design when you look at most nations flags. It has been a long-standing design for a really long time. And it is also unusual in that it kept a lot of the elements of colonization and the empire that came before independence and the republic. So there you go. Any questions? Or do you want to talk about the rumbus some more? I'm trying to find out why the rumbus was a symbol for, Napole for Napoleon. There is a website called Rumbus International. Yeah, for all your rumbusing needs. And it's under construction. Do you need a rumbus? 
We can get you one fast and secure within 24 hours. Just call <laughs> now. <laughs> For your Rumbai needs. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the advert for that, by the way. <laughs> what are we going to do? We're all out of rumbuses. Never fear. I know the guys who can help us. 1-800-RUMBUS. Do you know where the Welsh flag comes from? Where? Henry the Seventh. Why did Henry the Seventh pick a dragon for your flag? No, he didn't pick a dragon for our flag. He picked a dragon for his flag. Oh, okay. You see, the red dragon has always been associated with Wales. Always, 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 always. For as long as time can remember. It's just one of those things that is deeply, deeply embedded within the Welsh national identity. The Tudors, of which Henry the Seventh was obviously descended from, were very much identified by the fact that they actually came from Wales. And so you have a series of kings and queens who would use red dragons in their emblems, different kind of, you know, coats of arms and so on. And the banner that Henry the Seventh flew during the Battle of oh bollocks, what was it? Called? Not the Battle of Obollocks that was that was uh that was an ill conceived campaign. <laughs> Not the Battle of That was an ill conceived <laughs> that was an ill conceived campaign in uh, in Ireland. The Battle of Bosworth <laughs> The Battle of Bosworth Field. Henry Henry Tudor, Henry the Seventh uh, flew a flag which was essentially just the English flag, so the St. George flag with the red cross and the white background. And then for the rest of the banner yeah. was this picture of a red dragon with a green field and a white sky behind it. And that's the, uh, and so all we've done basically is we've cut out the English part of it <laughs> and just kept the rest of it. Nice. Well, the dragon is pretty cool and it did give us a very cool logo. So I just looked it up and I don't really know where the people in the book I read got this from. It seems that the rumbus might be uh, where the regiment of armies would write their numbers during the Napoleonic Wars. So that's all I could look up in the last, you know, two minutes while we are recording. Maybe I can, you know, dig a little further and by the time we publish this episode, write something in the description. That being said, we can wrap this up if you're ready. Okay. All right then, cool. Yeah. Let's 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 give it a little big bow on top of it and send it on its way. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for your continuing support. Uh we hope you enjoy this more history-based episode, and have a good weekend. Indeed. Please remember to like and share and subscribe and follow us wherever you follow things, but not in a weird way. We can be found at Brazil Nuts Pod on all social media platforms. And yeah, take care of yourselves and each other. Good night, God bless. Love you all. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Thanks. hydroxychloroquine see now i said it could you edit that and put it back in the bit that i absolutely couldn't say absolutely not no no but but now Never. it came out properly hydroxychloroquine what i definitely won't do is edit in the bit where you say hydrochloroquine <laughs>
Brazil Nuts is an effort by Larissa Peixoto and Gareth Davis. We'd like to thank Foster Zelinski for our graphic design. We'd also like to thank the essential workers for keeping us safe. And you, our listeners, most importantly, you are beautiful and brilliant. Like a sexy dragon. You know, one of those Game of Thrones ones, which are all wings and only two legs, which I suppose technically makes them a woven, but it doesn't matter. You're a sexy scaly, powerful, fire-breathing dragon slash wyvern, and we cannot thank you enough. Okay, thank you for listening. Why would the Dom Peter II flag be before Dom Peter II? Well, the thing about Donny Pete's is that your boy liked to be prepared. That was the thing. Oh, shush. Hang on, I'm checking this. Everybody's like, Donny Pete squared. Gonna get my flag up, son. But Donny Pete's, you're so crazy. <laughs>